0: No, no, no. I think it's just things that, okay, we'll talk about it in the podcast. All right. Ready? One, two, three. and welcome to the clever kids podcast this is what episode two i think that's going out uh my name is tyler i'm here with my co-host brian hey how's it going guys and jeff what's up guys All right. I don't know if there's a weird delay when the when I listen back or what, but I always feel like you guys take a half step too long whenever I say your names. But anyway, uh, we're gonna get right into it and jump into what we've been getting into. It's actually been a couple weeks since we recorded our last episode, but uh, so I'm hoping Brian. I know what Brian has been getting into, but I have a feeling he has not done it. Um, Um, So let's start with him, Brian. What have you been? uh, What pop culture artifact have you been consuming?
1: Yeah, I gotta admit, I'm I'm behind on my reading homework. Um, had other homework kind of piling up on me, but um, that is still uh, it's something that I've uh, dabbled in a little bit last night, and you know, I'm planning to get the ball really rolling on doing my reading so that we can uh, pick back up from <clears throat> our conversation before, as far as those comic books go. But as far as uh, media and, and pop culture stuff, I've been consuming. Um, I still cranking through Legend of Korra Uh, I am on season 3 now Uh, she you know kicked the dark avatar dudes but now she's in season 3 and there's like these crazy dudes that are like you know everyone just neglected to mention I guess they were just in prison or whatever and now they're freaking got powers and they're all badass we'll see how that goes they haven't met up yet but they're all just like seeking airbenders out and it's it's still interesting it's still a fun thing to fall asleep to so you
0: overtook me because I have not I think I'm only about two episodes into season two and i don't even know if they introduced the villain as to where i'm at although i did just read something that spoiled something for me um yeah i don't who is cora who is cora dating right now nobody
1: (laughs) nobody in my show Uh, okay then i'm not gonna say anything (laughs) see and i was like like, whoa
0: (laughs) i did not know that was coming that blew my mind
1: (laughs) See, I'm not, like, taking it that seriously. So if I get hit with a spoiler or whatever, it's fine. I, I literally – right, oh, by the way, uh, before man. I before I pass the, uh, the talking pillow here, uh, we did pick Umbrella Academy back up. Um, so Anna oh, yeah. and I have been cranking through it and are enjoying it much more the second uh, attempt through. Uh, Vanya just, like, her boy toy that's the bad guy just got his ass whipped in the parking lot, and she did her little explosion fit thing and – we're
2: You're
1: theor- still in season one. Yeah, we're theorizing that, uh, that he paid those dudes to kick his butt to try to trigger her and, and get her to react and show her powers. But anyway, that, that show's getting a lot better. Uh, the first time we watched through it, I think we fell asleep during episode one and, and the train fell off the rails from there. Um, other than that, um, Anna decided to treat me with uh, a Switch light. The other day, just to kind of, I don't know, give me something to entertain myself, because I've got some downtime, like when I'm you working guys, and stuff.
0: Oh, you have some downtime, but you can't do your reading homework, huh? You can't read some I'm the only one that got homework, books. so
1: I've done more homework than you, all right? I've
0: read like six comic books since we last recorded. It it's wasn't a sign. Hard. It's a
1: different mentality when it's a sign. You don't want to do it as much. But anyway... you got to give uh, them a grade. You have an F. So she yeah, got me a Switch like, light, and I turned around and bought my first Pokemon game in... How long? <laughs> and yeah. uh, so I got the new Pokemon Sword, and when Jeff found out, he went and got Pokemon Shield, and now we're gonna reconvene the ancient battle of the Perrys, uh, this legendary battle that we had. What what versions was was that when we had the we, blastoise was, battle?
2: We bought like I don't know, five six years ago. We bought uh, Pokemon's Fire Red and Leaf Green.
1: Yep. Uh, so I told him, uh, hey, I got a plan. I'm gonna let every scrap of experience. In this game, go to my Blastoise. I'm just going to make him an absolutely unstoppable Pokemon. And he goes, Cool, I'm going to create a Pokemon that can kill him one on one. And I was like, That's going to be impossible, even if you have the typing. Anyway, so he creates a Venusaur and starts like messing with the moves and like getting it, like trying to prep it. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was a significant amount of levels below me, but his whole he was plan like
2: was 20 <laughs> levels. His whole plan
1: was to keep my Blastoise asleep. And then just continue to hit him because if he woke up and hit him, it was going to be a one-hit kill. And we just had this hilarious battle where he successfully managed to keep my blastoise asleep
2: just <laughs> long enough to kill him. It took what twenty minutes to kill it. <laughs> like it was, it was something like it was. Yeah, like I, I put him to sleep and then I'd poison him so that he was poisoned throughout the entire battle. And then Brian, it was, it was Brian's choice of either to like use an antidote to try and cure the poison or wake him up. <laughs> Yeah, so,
1: so basically, the battle like lasted like 20 minutes because my Blastoise's like defense and health were so high that he was just whittling him down, whittling him down, and we're both screaming at our Game Boys. He successfully manages to kill him, and then I think my second Pokemon wiped
2: out his entire team. But you know, it was just I mean, like this epic battle thrown, that we talk about. I had thrown my first five against the Blastoise to try and weaken him. Right, and he was so I, I had right. came down to the Venusaur at last, and I and, it, right. I don't know. and then I was uh, so
1: anyway, so now we both have the new game, and and I'm playing through it, and and kind of enjoying it. And he just got started the other day, so he'll be playing some catch up. But I think we're we're heading towards a another teacher, teacher battle.
2: What's your, your Pokedex at? I don't know, forty, forty something. I've got I've got sixty three on mine.
1: Yeah, but you got no gym badges, so what are you worth? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> And I
0: have not played a Pokemon game since 1997.
1: <laughs> Whatever, man. We all have our vices. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah I agree.
0: Um, real quick, let's touch on the boys. Brian, are you on season two?
1: Yeah, caught I'm, I'm caught up, man. We're watching that. That's our Friday night dates, man. We're, it's we're still so pandemic lockdown. Good. It is very it's entertaining. It's so
0: good. It is so dude. That when Elizabeth shoe which I told you it was Elizabeth shoe, Jeff. And you were like, that's not Elizabeth shoe. You don't remember that? I was right. That's all that matters. I don't I know who Elizabeth Shue is, Shue when but we sure. It's the chick from the Karate Kid.
2: Okay, she's been dead for a while, but yeah. She's alive. No, what? What are you talking about?
0: elizabeth shu that oh the actress is alive i'm talking about the character oh yeah the character well she came back in the most recent episode and i was like very (laughs) upset spoilers for the boys (laughs) season two um i was very 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 upset i was like dude they ruined the finale like why would they do that she wasn't like i like that she's back because i like her but like that's dumb and then when they do that reveal
2: that it's somebody else I was like oh that's so good it's so creepy and gross Uh, that's great I don't know I uh I'm I'm worried about the second season I'm enjoying the second season but like looking at the individual character arcs I'm uh I'm nervous like I feel like Stormfront right now is being introduced as a character to to you know either push Homelander over there like I feel like the 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 revelations that they've been making in the, the they made in the most recent episode about Stormfront's past, it leads me to believe that what they're planning on doing is that like they're going to reveal you know they're going to pull the they're pull the floor out from underneath Stormfront and be like oh she's actually evil look at this long list of histories look at what Vot's done blah blah blah, and then she's going to turn evil and Homelander going to have you know be legitimized by fighting like a real life superhero or supervillain. But I don't think Stormfront would win that battle. I I don't think that they're gonna get rid of Anthony Starr. um, And I just don't know where that, like I, I don't understand where the challenge is going to come from and where the show is leading. And I'm concerned that it's going to become like another Walking Dead, where it's just a show that's purposefully, that's purpose is to explore this superhero mythos in a capitalistic society and what's wrong with that i'm not seeing the longevity i I need i need build up i need purpose for the character i think
0: that you're reading too much into the character develop like the character arcs and not into the actual story and plotting of the show like i think if you start worrying about that then you're losing out on you know what makes the show entertaining right so what do you
2: think the season what do you think the climax of the season is going to be I don't know, but I didn't know what
0: the climax of season one was going to be. I actually and it turned know to really this well. question,
1: and it's what I've been begging for since this season started, which is Homelander needs to go on a rampage and just kill a ton of people. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, but when you listen to the three of us talk, you're going to hear a logistical breakdown, you're going to hear an in-depth analysis, and then you're going to hear one guy that just spits it how it is, and that is Homelander needs to go freaking crazy and just start cutting dudes down on a global scale and i'm talking like everyone else is like oh we need to drop all of our political bs and figure out this really pressing problem which is this indestructible terminator that has just snapped
2: see i don't think that's going to be st- i think that's the role that stormfront's going to play i think that she's the one that's more likely to snap maybe you think i don't good, know good i'm interested good? to see where i think trippin'.
1: maybe we'll have to do a whole episode i think
2: butcher's well, going to well, get some of that
1: Drugging him and he's just gonna go no, crazy. No,
2: Butcher. Okay, okay, we can't move on yet. Butcher is the last person <laughs> who would want Compound V. He he. His fundamental character basis is that superheroes and humans cannot coexist. To give him superpowers would be to completely break that character to the point where they wouldn't even like exist in that society.
1: But but his character is broken by the fact that his wife is choosing to. Not be with him and choosing to stay in her, you know, thing and not run away with him and not start a life with him. Like his character's broken down. He's gonna chug some of that and use it as like a little revenge to her and just start cutting fools down. I'm just excited to find out what a superpower is. I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking something with some metal claws and some wicked sideburns. He would be a really good Wolverine. He would be a good Wolverine.
0: (laughs) I was thinking that in the last episode. He would be a damn good Wolverine. Carl Urban is just, he really is great. Did you ever watch Dread, Brian? Yeah, I've seen it. He's so good in that, too. Very like, good. He's just, he's just so he's good, good at being in angry. everything I've ever seen him in. Yeah, he's I just, talented. I really like him a lot. Like, should. He was I'm, Aomer. I'm,
1: yeah, I'm thinking they should have let Aomer of Rohan go on a little bloodlust rampage, too. I would have very much enjoyed that. That would have been
0: sick. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess if Tolkien had written it. <laughs> He had the for had, no. had had
1: the foresight, no. Tolkien T- 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 could not have known about Carl Urban's arrival. <laughs> yeah, we needed to yeah. pivot, especially when they went off the freaking rails with the Hobbit movies. Like you could slip Aylmer in there, <laughs> inexplicably- throw him back in <laughs> inexplicably, just throw him into the love triangle. Or <laughs> he just love- shows up at the Five Armies and put just put, put the him in for the Ar- Put him in for the uh, the love square. <laughs> That's <laughs> with the elf <laughs> and the dwarf. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, anyway.
0: All right. Um, so I think at the end of the last episode, which was we recorded like three weeks ago, we had to take a hiatus because one of us got married, Woo. Brian. That's right. And, coming in with the hardware. Uh, then Oregon was on fire. My wife broke her leg. Uh, we've been having a hell of a three weeks. So we haven't recorded in a while. But I think at the end of the last episode, we said we were going to do time travel and we we're going to do Bill and Ted's. We are not doing that. We are gonna do, Jeff, why don't you introduce it? You vote. i let you choose a topic this week, so.
2: Sure. Um, the topic that I thought was interesting, I actually kind of thought this up while I was up in Oregon for my brother's wedding, um, was what if we explored all of the stories that have yet to be represented uh, in film or TV? Um, I maintain
0: so. that we should include stories that have been done poorly like adaptations that were bad
1: we, you can, that, that could be on the table but i got ones that are just you haven't seen yet so
2: i'm i'm personally going to stay away from from things that have been done poorly simply because i feel like that's its own topic um and i feel like there are enough things that have yet to be represented that uh deserve to be talked about and would be overshadowed by things that need to be remade which again is, is a different topic so okay. I I said we put it to a
0: vote. That's fine. I'm just gonna stick with uh some of the books and comic books that are on my shelf then because the, my bookshelves are right next to me. So <laughs> I'm just gonna go with that because I did not have time to like sit and <clears throat> excuse me, think about this too much. Um but why don't one of you guys start? Brian, you wanna go?
1: Yeah, um I will I'm gonna come at this from almost like a pitch uh, where I just kind of sell you on why it's uh, I think a movie I guess we're we're talking about a film adaptation right like if we're TV
2: shows like there's certain books that I could see I could see
1: see the problem is is like modern TV shows like series I think are so much better of a format than a movie Dude, like, I, I haven't watched a movie or like when Kelly and I do watch movies. I'm like, ugh, this is. Yeah, because I just it, want to go
0: into the show. It's nice to, to
1: be able to like character. binge them when you have the time or stop without leaving yourself at a cliffhanger or like, you know, without leaving yourself at like a natural episode end if you don't have the time. And, you know, there's just so much more time for them to develop out the story and not leave crap out that, you know, I, I would argue that a TV series on Netflix or HBO or whatever would be better in, in almost every sense um, especially because Game of Thrones notwithstanding most of the time it seems like they put a little bit more passion and effort into them I feel like on the big screen it, it always comes off more as a money grab um you I know love
0: your little your little side dicks at Game dude, of Thrones in every episode you're I, still so hurt. I find myself it since we over started this a year this, ago dude dude
1: you texted me this morning about the Valyria Seal swords don't come at me dude I, we're all angry I saw
0: the meme on Reddit and was like, Brian will jizz over this. Dude,
1: <laughs> seriously, I'm angry. I don't want to get it. Okay, I made a promise to myself when we started recording for the first time that I wouldn't turn this into a like a, a, a hate the tour, Throws. a Game of Thrones hate tour or uh, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> the Hobbit, uh, you know, Lord Discussion. of the Rings original series, but the Hobbit movies are terrible. Uh, and I I feel like they owe me my money back. Oh,
0: so that's why you don't want to talk about so misrepresentation.
1: You're gonna hear you're gonna hear me um, at times take a shot, but I, I do my best to temper myself because the rage within me burns too too hot. Um, but anyway, the one I want to dive into is a series of books called the Rune Lord Saga. Um, picture a world similar to. You know, Lord of the Rings. I I would say is fair. You know, they fight with swords. There's magic. There's wizards. Uh, you know, kings and queens and and knights and soldiers. Um, you know, no real modern tech to speak of. Um, the thing that set that makes this world special is uh, there's this substance, um, a type of metal called blood metal there, which uh, the the magical community there has found a way to turn the uh, blood metal into runes. Um, excuse me, uh, brands like, like a picture, picture like a horse brand. Uh, the way the brand itself is formed is in, in the, like the form of a magical rune, which the way they'll do it is they'll, they'll shape it into a certain type of rune. Uh, let's say the rune for strength. And it's, uh, these are all runes based on, uh, attributes of human beings. So, uh, you know, strength, um, you know uh, another one is uh your i guess it'd be like your charm or like your good looks uh they can take your voice uh they can take your like speed that kind of stuff and they basically remove them from you by like hitting the first person with the the brand the blood metal brand and then hitting someone else with that same brand right afterwards it essentially takes like an endowment from you and gives it to them, whatever that attribute is. And so what you have is a world where the rich pay the poor in order to take their, fit, like their attributes so that the rich can like get stronger, get faster, get better looking, have, you know, better voices. Like, and and essentially what ends up happening on the the combat side of things is you have just like these Superhuman knights that move faster than everyone else in the battlefield and just cut down hundreds of dudes because they're strong and fast and um, it basically the whole world is just all the complications that come with it the main bad guy is a guy named Raj Atten who is basically taken over what would be like the equivalent of like the middle east where there's you know in this in the story there's these huge populations out there and he 's kind of taken over and, and dominated them all and he's bringing his his might and his power to the Western world and what he's trying to accomplish um, is becoming uh, what they call in the books the sum of all men which is you take on so many endowments from so many thousands of people uh, that you become perfect and you no longer need to take on endowments like you like in a sense you're uh, you're maxing out um, which is there's only like this one mythological figure that they say has ever managed to do it. Rajatan is seeking to become number two um, and while doing so he's also coming to the Western world to try to like you know expand his his empire and it just it just makes for an incredible uh, series of books and they get a lot deeper um, I, I won't dive into it too too deep I'll just let everyone uh, get totally sold on my pitch here and go read it like tomorrow but um, just you know i'm just picturing it popping up the screen from a you know an action standpoint um i see it being a compelling story from a moral standpoint um and the the amount of characters that you have there's it's almost game of thrones-esque in the writing style where you've got seven to ten people who are the pov character of their own chapters which um it's one of the only other times where i've seen that many um kind of get used as like all of a sudden you'll just flip write it back into the storyline of someone that you haven't heard from in like four chapters that's across the world doing something else um, and it's it's just really compelling i think visually you know storyline you know everything i think it just would make for a really good source material for uh you know an epic on screen Have you guys heard of that at all? Yeah, i think you, i've you, talked to you about it. You've told yeah, me Yeah, I was going to
0: say i've i i pretty much stayed silent on during that whole thing because i didn't have any questions because i already knew exactly where you were going because you tried (laughs) to sell me on reading this story so many times it is never it is awesome i struggle now the reason i read so much like detective fiction now is because it's very very often like only like a 300 to 400 page book and like you don't there's not a lot of like overarching story throughout the whole series that you need to follow like sherlock holmes like you don't really need to follow what's going on between him and Watson because it's not about their personal lives. It's about the case, right? Like, that's why I like the detective stories. Getting into massive fantasies, like, I have all these Brandon Sanderson books that every time I see Jeff, he gives me, like, six, and I'm like, dude, I don't know if we're gonna get around to reading these because there's so much. Like, it's so much to do and, like, think about, like, that I can't, pro. like, I read, I'm, like, I'm reading a detective novel right now, but I'm also reading, like, six different comic books like monthly and following like other trades that i'm like reading like i'm and i'm playing video games and i'm watching all these tv shows with kelly like there's so much entertainment i can't just like spend that much time on just one set of novels so i struggle with it but it sounds really good and as we're talking about right now is what deserves an adaptation and if anything like I love a fantasy adaptation. You know, Absol- what I mean? absolutely.
1: So- and I think the thing um, that I want to hammer home before I, I give up my my talking pillow again um, is the author David Farland. I think just does such a good job of bringing front and center the the moral quandaries that he puts his characters into. And I think it's something that as I've like been in adulthood the last 10 or you know 10 years I've found myself more and more gravitating to in stories because I just find it so interesting to put myself in their shoes and be like man would I have made that same decision and it's not really so much just about you know whatever else is going on in the world but it's just those moments that stick with you and in this in these books more than any other um, outside of maybe Game of Thrones but again just so pissed off um, there are moments where characters are just like altered or changed by these horrible situations that they get put into. And, and not to throw too many spoilers out, but there's there's one part where this guy Rajatan is getting too powerful and this knight Berenson is is in a situation where he comes across a lot of the uh, poor people that Rajatan has uh, enslaved and made to give him endowments. And Berenson, without Rajatan being around, realizes that he has an opportunity to weaken this this villain that's taking over the world. But in order to do it, he has to slaughter a castle full of people laying around that are just kind of vectors of like power to this guy. And he's basically faced with this dilemma. Like, can I literally kill, like, am I capable of killing hundreds of people? Like literally the, his choice is I have to kill hundreds of people that are like in cold blood in order to save potentially hundreds of thousands of people That this dude is gonna enslave or kill as he rampages. And it's just this crazy moment of like, man, what is he gonna do? And then like getting to see like the fallout of his like decision like one way or the other, like it's just crazy because like three books later he is still struggling with the results of his his decision. And you're just like, Yeah, I I get it. (laughs) Like I get why you would struggle in that situation because even if you chose the other way, you'd be struggling. Sorry. How many books are in this series? That is a good question. I think it is. Let me count. So they, they, it's a tough question to answer because in the original story, the one that I've kind of given you a sample of so far, there are I think four, and then they do a spinoff where they reveal that the world that you know you've come to know and love in the first four books is only like a fragment of like the one true world, and like they go into this second storyline where. Like in the beginning, there was this perfect world with this, these perfect beings and there was just perfect harmony and happiness, but then there was just like one, like, you know, like the Eve of that story that just couldn't leave the apple alone essentially. And there's just like this one woman who like comes in and she just wants more and she just wants something different. And she basically manages to fracture the one true world into like a thousand, thousand different worlds. And so what you find out is like a, a character in the second part of the books has the ability to combine worlds back into the one true world. And so he starts working to do so, but then that also becomes a moral dilemma because what happens is people start to realize that their their existence is only a fraction of the existence of an actual person from the one true world. So you are only one thousand thousandth of a whole of one being from the one true world. And whenever worlds get mashed together, like your life changes and like you're a different person and like everything that you've known and love is changed and altered. And so it's just, it's wild, man. And I, I really feel like they could do a lot, you know, a lot with it with, uh So what know.
0: would you want this to be? Like, I guess at the end of these, you have to tell us like, is this a Netflix series? Is this an HBO series? Is this uh, a series of movies? If And who do you want, like, who would you want to be involved? Who do you think could do a good job? With Am I casting? <laughs> you don't have to do like full casting, like maybe just like a director or, you know, or an actor or something like that.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna be great with the directors. I mean, I will say, like I'm, I've, I've got less of a picky eye with, um, you know, which streaming service produces it because I think Netflix has come out with some good ones. I, for the most part, HBO has come out with great stuff. So, um, you know, I, I would say I, I wouldn't be too picky. It might be something more you know, Game of Thrones style that HBO can run with, although if they put D and D at the helm I will I will jump off a freaking cliff. Um the, Those uh, dudes
0: are not. I don't know. I think that they fucked up super hard. <laughs> <And> everybody is. <laughs> they were gonna do like another HBO show where like I think they're in the backgrounds on existed. one. I saw something
1: on Reddit the other day where somebody was like, there was like this big boycott for like a call for like some show that I'd never even heard of. And I was like, man, they just can't get away with it.
0: dude. They were gonna be on a show where like slavery, like the the South won the Civil War and so slavery still existed or something weird. But it was the modern era and it was supposed to be like a commentary on like modern racism and that so the got the man canceled. in the high castle that ca- yeah exactly but with with the civil war instead of world war 2 um i need to get into that show again yeah i uh, do too i need that might be next
2: it's it's not great you can skip it uh,
0: so, right. I, so I thought third the first season was really great. good um anyway uh they were going to do that and then they were going to do their own star wars movie or star wars series which is why they kind of fast really, track that final season their own trilogy. HBO. yeah and then disney has just been like completely silent on that like, them. <laughs> no, they, yeah they just do not nope. talk about them their and, series at and all and they
2: got handed the largest blank check in netflix history as well and i believe that's that they said they said like we're gonna hold off on cashing this check like we're gonna put something out in a couple of years when yeah, the, like, exactly. the toxicity has gone down and everyone's like, yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am st- I'm getting more angry with time, boys. Like, it is not getting better. You call the whole cast back,
1: you call the whole support crew back, and you redo like three episodes minimum. And, it's and
0: funny. If it's the season finale the isn't D&D
2: yesterday. getting executed by Daenerys, yeah. that's funny. If, that's if Sonic about. the Hedgehog could get pulled back into the
1: design studio and redone. <laughs> You can give me a couple episodes back. Like this is if we, can get,
2: if we can get a Snyder cut, we can get a fan cut for for season eight. Fly all those
1: dudes back to Iceland. It's not that big of a deal. Just give me I my went. It's episodes
2: incredible. Back. Spend
0: more time there. Just right. give
1: me my episodes. This is bullshit.
0: All right, Jeff. What do you got? Well, um, I, you Hopefully touched on less, that. Hopefully, le- a little more short winded than. Revenge. Yeah. Sorry, right, guys. It's best long.
1: best for first on that one.
2: I'm gonna. Tyler touched on my love for Brandon Sanderson. He's he's my favorite author at the moment. Um, I, I've read a lot of his works. Um, you know, I, I, when I brought up this topic and first had this conversation with Tyler, I, I mentioned uh, the reason why I came up with this because I wanted to see the Stormlight Archives, which book four is coming out uh, in a couple months, uh, on the big screen. Probably not on a, a movie. I don't think it'd be worked well for a film adaptation. It's something that is so expansive and so. Uh, Huge that it's something that would have to be explored, and and part of the reason of that, and one of the reasons why I think it would be such a good uh, TV show, is that Brandon Sanderson is a master world builder. Basically, he writes the books in um, parts, so he'll write the first like 15 chapters, jumping between different POV characters that exist at different points in the world, Uh, and at the end of that, like he'll have like a cliffhanger, or like a big ending, or a big reveal and then it'll be like two or three chapters of random characters that you've never heard of and will never hear from again. Just a random POV character that's just a slice of life on some random continent of the world. Some dude who's just like a fisherman out there and he's just experiencing some kind of phenomenon and it's just like, oh, so that's what life over there is like. And it's just two or three chapters or it'll be like a letter from a, from a main character or something from like 30 years ago that somehow in some way fits into this massive puzzle of this world that he's building. So if you're a fan of the books and you follow like the storyline, people are constantly badgering this author like asking him frequently questions to try and unravel this web that he's weaved. Uh, and I think that it would play out brilliantly on a like a Amazon style TV show, kind of like the boys that we talked about earlier, like the beginning of each episode have just a s- small slice of life from some random part of the continent that you never see again. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that would play out really well and be a really fun way to, to world build in a really unique way. Um, other than that, the the world that takes that the um, story, the Stormlight Chronicles, takes place on is this world that's similar in ways to uh, Earth. Um, they do have some major differences. One of them is they have one like a wave of storm called a high storm that just circles the globe. And so it just moves from east to west with this massive storm wall that just travels. So people like can see it coming days in advance, and it just comes and it rains for like two or three days, and then it just moves on to the next area. And they're called high storms. Um, it's it's high fantasy or it's just fantasy. I guess not high fantasy, but um, got and it's super intuitive, super crazy uh, magic it's high system. high fantasy. I think high fantasy means no magic. No, I think high that's... fantasy means. I don't know. I think high fantasy is magic. I don't know. I I don't know the difference in the two of them, but it's it's fantasy or high fantasy, whichever one is correct, but it's it's a fantasy novel. Um Okay. It's got so its here's
0: here's the distinction as I can think of it. Um Lord of the Rings is high fantasy. And then <laughs> What's then low fantasy?
2: What, Game of Thrones? So I guess Game of Thrones is magic, too. Game of
0: Thrones, I would say, is high fantasy as well. It's like a fully realized fantasy world, right? I know sci-fi way better. Like, hard sci-fi is Star Trek, where they, like, kind of explain movement and the, all the ships are all, like, things that could essentially exist. And then low sci-fi is, like, Star Wars, which is basically just fantasy no with, with yeah.
2: lightsabers. <laughs>
0: Metachlorians. Um, yeah exactly so, yeah.
2: so back on track so uh, the, the the book the, the story takes place it, it encompasses a lot of different things like one of the main characters goes through depression I know a lot of uh, fans in the book will relate to one of the characters because of his internal battle with depression as he progresses throughout the storyline um, it's got some fantastic reveals in the character building one of the characters is just like constantly going through this massive redemption arc um That that doesn't even really come into culmination until the third book, so he's just like writing this massive redemption wave right into the third book and the climax is so huge. Such a good payoff. Um, Yeah, definitely worth reading, especially before the fourth book comes out, but definitely worth, I think, turning into a TV show. And uh, the good news is even though the books aren't finished yet, he's planning on writing 10 books he's planning on writing the first five and then having like a massive like five or so year gap between the first five books and the second five books and uh he writes he puts out a book like every other like i would say like a, every year and a half or so so if they started the book the show now they have four years of of TV shows to build up on before he releases the next book. Well,
1: and he has a proven track record of being able to produce the book, so we're not sitting there watching the show overlap the and overtake the stuff.
2: He and he's a good guy. He's uh, came to the defense of George R. R. Martin. I know I've seen him. I, I follow him on Reddit and stuff. And some people were like, "Oh, George R. R. Martin sucks." I wish they were like Brandon Sanderson. And Brandon was like, "Actually, if you look at George R. R. Martin's track record for putting out books when he was my age, it was much closer." The dude's seventy. Like, give him a goddamn break. <laughs> and it's just like, "Damn, Brandon, you're a good guy."
1: No, what, didn't we find out he's in quarantine? Oh, he's cranking on his book now, right? would not you tell me that George R.R. R. R. was... He's, he's, he's got else? side
2: projects. He's, he's working on a uh, Dark Souls game. The Dark Souls studio from Software is putting out a game next year called Elden Ring, and the lore of that world is being written by George R.R. Martin. And when I told Brian that, he did not have a, a good reaction. <laughs>
1: Dude needs Why? to just be locked in a room, sled <laughs> s- <laughs> s- s- <laughs> s- s- a tray of food under the door on a daily basis, and no, no. just give him an endless supply of pens and paper and just write the freaking thing, dude. I'm over no, it.
2: No, no, you don't, you don't slide the food out until he slides the pages underneath. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you earn each
1: bite, my friend. <laughs> this is ridiculous.
2: <laughs> All right, Tyler. What do you have for us?
0: All right. Um, the first one I got... Is a book called Chrononauts. Jeff, I think I shared this one with you. Once upon a time, Christopher Nolan's What
2: um, Dream?
0: Kind of, except it's too fun for Nolan. <laughs> Christopher Nolan only likes very sad things about about time and how love transcends that it, it across time or whatever the fuck he writes movies about. God damn it, dude! Real quick tangent. I want to go see Tenet so bad, but there's no movie theaters close to us open in Portland. I
2: don't, I don't have that drive. Yeah, at why all.
1: are they releasing that? Why do not they
0: it seems dude, weird I because he's British and he's like oh, the rest of the world, blah blah blah. But then they just lost a fuck ton of mo- money on it. <laughs> they lost so much money by releasing it when like the West Coast doesn't have movie theaters open. Like it doesn't yeah. make any sense.
2: I've been seeing like, trailers for like New Mutants, and they're like, oh yeah, come to the theaters. I'm like, fuck you. I've been waiting dude, well, like a year and a half. That
0: movie, I want to see that movie too. Actually, even though it got terrible reviews, yeah, I, I, I can't wait like, to watch it. it when it
2: comes out. I'm not going down to a Pandemic to watch your shitty movie as much as yeah. I love mutants, like, dude, come on, be realistic, anyway. Um, Chrononauts
0: Chrononauts is written by Mark Millar and uh, art done by Sean Gordon Murphy, who's my favorite comic book artist right now. Honestly, he's been doing he's probably pretty close to my favorite writer right now, too. He's a writer and an artist who uh, does really interesting stuff. Um, I think he's really talented, but Mark Millar wrote this book. Um, And it's about basically, uh, what if just two fucking frat bros discovered time travel? How would that go? And they basically like go into the past and fuck shit up really bad. And then there's like a huge time battle at the end. And it's just, I think that if you were to do a movie adaptation, just a quick, just straight up two hours, they discover time travel. They go, it's basically Bill and Ted, but with like smart dudes. You know what I mean? Like, they go in, and they get captured by a warlord, and then they have to go throughout all these periods of time and gather an army and bring it back to fight this warlord who uses their time shit to, you know, amass his own army. So it's like, he goes to Germany in World War II and brings back their tanks and whatnot, and so they have to go to the Allies for World War II. But then they also go to like norway and grab a bunch of vikings and they go to america and get a bunch of american indian apache warriors or something you know what i mean and like there's this massive like battle at the end of the story that is like you know ninjas fighting samurai fighting knights and fighting african you know tribal warriors and all kinds of crazy shit and it was it's was just like it's not good <laughs> The comic is not good i actually thought it was i read it really fast but i thought it was a really fun time and if you put it in the hands of someone who can like make a really fun action movie like maybe the guys who did the first um deadpool movie or something like that like a funny action movie with like good action choreography and stuff like that i really think that this could be a very fun movie because it's just two guys that just kind of Make a bunch of mistakes in their uh, you know their time travel thing, and i just I think it would be really good i don't I don't know that's it's a that's a really easy quick uh backstory I didn't have to spend a half hour explaining an entire fantasy world to you guys, but I just think that um, as an adaptation it's something it's a comic book movie that hasn't been done yet, and I think it could be done uh, in a really fun way Brian, back to you.
1: Okay, um, yeah, I, I think all of these, I mean, honestly, it's it's hard to debate them one way or the other just because any one of them could work, and we've seen so many different types of shows succeed and different types of movies succeed where, like, it kind of goes against your traditional template. Um, I got to be honest with you, I, I, I cranked through Cobra Kai. Jeff was up for my wedding, and we watched Cobra Kai. I thought that was a terrible premise for show and then i watched it and i couldn't stop watching the show it was highly entertaining i don't know if you've seen it yet but i haven't i haven't taken the time to watch my it. gosh I man. kelly karate kid so funny yeah we watched the movie right before we watched the show and it was totally smart to do so because it had been like 15 years since i'd seen it but man is is the show funny uh you know billy zapka just jumps off the screen man he's very entertaining but anyway um I didn't call you a bitch. I said you were bitching. So the other um, fantasy worlds or stories I wanted to dive into, not really so much fantasy worlds, but uh, I wanted to go a little bit more classical. um, And I want to argue for Jules Verne, uh, just in general, to be completely honest with you because that guy is the greatest dreamer in the history of classical literature. So are you um, saying
0: that you want a Jules Verne biopic? Is that what you're arguing for right now? No, because his me?
1: stories are more adventure than, I'm guessing, his life. I don't really know anything about Jules Verne's life now that I think about it. I could talk to you oh, more know about Qu- Hemingway.
0: But I know a bit because I've read a lot of his stuff, and then I, I you know, kind of became obsessed with him in high school. But he, um, most of his stuff has been adapted. That's the thing.
1: Well, so hear me out. I'm talking about a modern – like modern cgi modern adaptation like oh you guys well, said i couldn't
0: do this well hold on because
1: <laughs> the next one i'm going to is to talk about another one where it's not the first time it's ever been adapted it's just needs to be readapted, which is the aragon movie i see that's what i was gonna was, say this is exactly I why we didn't have this conversation Gotta, I'm just be, I'm getting, oh, the rage is Brian burning.
0: just blew it wide open we're doing it.
1: it so anyway <laughs> real quick on Jules Verne I mean tell me you could like literally I could pin these up like pieces of paper with these on a wall and you could throw a dart at any one of them and make a, a really good modern movie with it 20,000 right, Leagues Under the Sea Journey to the Center of the Earth I understand they Journey done. to the
0: Center of the Earth has I, two sequels has I'm some talking movie, two sequels yeah
1: but those are ridiculous dude I'm talking uh, like did you modern. watch them they're pretty fun
0: one of them's got The Rock in it one of them's got Beef Rage dude are you fucking kidding me yeah I guess we
1: also have uh, the, Will, the Will Ferrell one too right what is that that's one? Land of the Lost, that's Land of the Lost. come it's on it's bro. the same it's concept it's the same exact sort of. thing. He goes down below different. the earth and finds no, no.
2: dinosaurs. No, no. Different <laughs> different dimension. He actually fights... All right. Whatever, dude. Yeah, what, what are they fucking Scarlax call? or something like yeah, that? Yeah,
1: Snarlax. Uh, he's also the author of Around the World in 80 Days, <laughs> which I know we got a Jackie Chan movie that is great, but... I'm my be, bag. Yes, underrated. <laughs> yeah. Incredible movie. My uh, bag.
2: He took my bag.
1: But just... I mean, I haven't even read a ton of these, but just listen to this list of... of uh, books and just Jules Verne's style of just writing these adventures that take you to places where you know they exist, but he just reimagines them in a way that makes it just incredible. The Mysterious Island, Five Weeks in a Balloon, uh, In Search of the Castaways. Hold on. Hold on. Let me scroll. Guys, uh, okay, so all these classics, all around, Five Weeks in a all Balloon. All Around the Moon, Off on a Comet, 800 Leagues on the Amazon, The English of the North Pole. I mean, like, this guy is just uh gold mine of adventure stories. I I, I read mean,
0: a lot of his stuff. I think that a lot of it's good. I mean Twenty Thousand Leagues has been there's it's been in development hell. So many like amazing directors. Guillermo really? del Toro is the that. most recent one that was attached to it and he I think he might still be. Google that real quick. Um I'm pretty sure Guillermo del Toro is still attached to a twenty thousand leagues um uh movie are you gonna look that up Ryan? Yep, I'm Googling it right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, the, the, the it's one. been in development. Hell, they've been trying really hard to make one. Um, maybe J.J. J. Abrams might have even been attached to it at one point, maybe as a producer. Yeah, they have a uh,
1: 1954 movie and they have a 1997 movie, but it was a Hallmark film. Um,
0: yeah, so I've seen the 54 one. But are you looking at the current adaptations that are supposed to come out? Are you not seeing it?
1: Um. Uh, I'm not seeing anything anything more recent than that
0: doo, 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 doo. So and I'm going to have to cut a I bunch of this out
2: so... <laughs> I personally have never read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea so let's go from the, the view I want you to explain to me what happens in the story that makes it uh, worth an adaptation
1: yeah I remember loving the book but man it's been a long time Tyler Like, help me out here if you know uh, it's pretty
2: boring dude
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I, I just remember it, like them talking about like it, I, I can't remember the premise of the protagonist in the, in the book I feel like he's like a journalist Nemo. or something like that and he ends up on Nemo's ship and like Nemo just ends up showing him like basically the world that Nemo lives in which is you know in this ship that can be a submarine and they literally go down into the depths of the ocean sounds he, like Dante's Inferno kind of no, similar but he doesn't really do the same like you know heading down a path and experiencing all these things going on around him thing like it's more like like Nemo just shows him this world below our world and like, like there's just these incredible chapters where, you know, the guys in this, this scuba diving suit, like this rudimentary one that Nemo's cause he's got the first one ever. Right. I mean, that's the whole thing about Nemo's ship is it's got all this technology that no one else has ever seen before. And he just takes the main character down below the depths and he's walking around the ocean floor and he's describing like, like full cities submerged below the water that no one even knows is there and like the the marine life and just It's just the the world that you experience down there just makes you want to go jump into the ocean <laughs> And it's 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 really incredible and like the only real taste I've ever seen of Nemo that was any kind of quality was as a side character in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen um, I, I don't know I feel like that you could do something pretty incredible with uh, You know with that story
2: It it sounds like you want a Waterworld sequel.
1: Uh, I would accept a Waterworld sequel, although I'm very happy with the original. I I think that that was uh, an unjust box office bomb because it is a damn good watch when it comes on TV.
2: Classic classic, Cosner.
1: Um, It looks like
0: David Fincher was most recently attached, and then James Mangold, uh, the guy who directed Logan, um... Is now the most recent name. I to would jump be on very happy with that. Logan was awesome. Logan was awesome. James Mangold is really good um, as a director in general, uh, and David Fincher. I would have loved that so much. He's probably me. Probably my other favorite director besides uh, Nolan, uh, because I uh, I'm from that generation where that's true so of most men who like film. Uh, for my
2: second story. Um, this one's not going to take half as long as the first one because I think all three of us have read this story. <clears oh, <clears <throat>
0: Artemis Fowl.
2: No, Artemis Fowl just got a movie. I understand you yeah, don't like it. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> that might, that's up there with Aragorn. I'm sorry. It is so upsetting sure. to me.
1: Sure. Sure. There's no sure. way. There's no way. It, I haven't but, seen it yet. Watched it? I, I've avoided um, it because you guys dude, told me not to watch it.
2: No, but. watch
0: it if you're going to try to argue with me. It's bad. I'm not dude, arguing with Aragon you. I'm trying to
2: represent a different so story. Bad. So for my story... Uh, I don't think it's feasible, but I want a Planet Hulk MCU film. I know that Dude, we, we have... we got it. No, fuck no. We got we got a gladiator, a gladiator scene in Thor Ragnarok, which I'm not saying anything bad about Thor Ragnarok. I love that movie. I just hate the fact that they spoiled the best Hulk storyline and now cannot revisit it. Because the Hulk storyline is that he gets shipped off to Earth. He doesn't fly off by himself by the heroes because he's too destructive and can't be controlled... And he harnesses his rage to conquer a brutal planet. And just when he, like, finally finds satisfaction in this in this uh, uh, world and having conquered it and ready to peace new existence, the Spoilers world gets for destroyed. <laughs> the world gets destroyed, and he like risks his life trying to literally hold the planet together and fails. He gets saved by the the friends that he has made along the way, and turns his seafarers spacefaring vessel back to earth to conquer earth to hold the people accountable for putting him on this quest and comes back and just single-handedly hero by hero disassembles the entire marvel cast line and ends up going toe-to-toe with the character they don't have in the MCU. You guys might not be familiar with him, but his name's Sentry. And he's got the power of 10,000 exploding suns. And they just go toe-to-toe in this massive climax. And it's just this epic story of, of um, harnessed but rage.
0: We, but that's World War Hulk. That's a separate story. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I, mean, I want the whole We basically thing. got the main plot points
2: of Planet Hulk. We got for, like in Thor third restaurant. of it, Yes, best. we kind of did. We did. We got a gladiator scene. There's so much no, more to no. Planet Hulk You'd than watch. just a But how a could you do a separate movie now? They've already used yeah, the I know. parts I'm not it. saying you could. I'm saying that's what I would have want. That's what? what I would have wished for an alternative timeline of an MCU but film. But you're
0: basically, you and Brian are finding ways to do exactly what I wanted to do. But
1: You're like, oh, I want to
0: remake uh, it, but do we it the haven't, right way. We haven't
2: got to Aragon yet. <laughs> so, I don't think we're going to. We got like 15 minutes left for Tyler to tell us his
0: we're going to dive right into Aragon with God. mine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. It deserves <laughs> I'm to just be I kidding.
2: It deserves to be spit uh,
1: on.
0: I actually don't have a second one. The thing is uh that I've I was struggling with here, most of the stuff that I've read, even some of the most obscure stuff that I've read has adaptations because even the things that you guys are talking about, well, the thing is you guys are talking about really high fantasy, high concept Black science, fantasy stuff. saga Well, see, I don't want to I didn't want to jump into like some of these weird comic book stuff that i talked about on the last episode or that i would like birthright? to talk about in other topics birthright right would be incredible which what? birthright birthright would be good i didn't even think of that one uh i was just thinking about what i have in physical media but birthright would be good um for those who haven't read Birthright, I'll quickly, I'll do I'll this. that one. I'll pitch uh, it right now. <laughs> it is a good one. Yeah, I'm going to pitch it. All right. What if you could have a movie? I'm just kidding. Um, it would be a really good TV show. I don't know where you'd be able to put it. Maybe Netflix. Um, essentially, the premise is a family is out at a park. Um, their sons go off on an adventure into the forest on the edge of the park, and only one of the sons comes back. Uh, the family, uh, like they they kind of try to move on a little bit, but one of their sons is missing. Their youngest son is, has been missing for two or three years. Um, the parents get divorced because they can't handle looking at each other because they're so distraught. Um, and the oldest brother, you know, is he's heartbroken that his younger brother has been missing for two years. Then a bearded giant muscular man shows up with like a sword, just shirtless and is calling himself by the younger brother's name and is saying like, we need to defeat this blah, blah, blah. Turns out when that youngest brother disappeared, he fell into a fantasy realm and lived there for like 30 years and like became like the greatest warrior in that fantasy realm. And is now that, but the, the dark Lord from that fantasy realm has found his way into our dimension. Our earth dimension is now trying to take over earth. And this son is back and now he's as old as his dad and his older brother is like still 11 and they are on a journey across you know our modern day dimension to fight this dark lord and it kind of switches back between like his life in this fantasy realm that seems like a literal hellscape like if you go back and read that jeff i don't know when the last time you read it is but it seems like a nightmare. Yeah. um but it would be like a really good tv show because it has like these concepts of family it has these this like idea of love of honor of respect it falls into a lot of the areas of um uh of, of like f- of high fantasy and fantasy in general where you know there's a dark lord and there's a there's a, a there's a prophecy and all of that and then there's a kind of like well, what if this really happened? What if this wasn't all like, you know, some biblical metaphor, right? Like Lord of the Rings is, um, what if this person really was having to deal with real life issues and then also having to, you know, be presented with this really terrible quest that he's prophesied to be the only one who could do it. And it's, it's good. It's really good. Um, I mean, and that my, would make a really good TV show.
2: One of my favorite things about that story is that, uh, like the the motivations for the main character it's almost kind of like Citizen Kane where the main character still at the very end of it just wants to go back he does, he wants to just have not experienced what he went through like he gets back and he's just like finally i can fucking go to my family um, and then, then know. he
0: goes to his family and then his family's like holy shit you're <laughs> a... <laughs> A giant man with a huge <laughs> beard and a battle axe. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's really, really... I liked that, that a lot. Actually, I haven't read that in a long time. But um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, all the other stuff that I read... like, I read a lot of Batman. Obviously, we get a lot of Batman movies and whatever. Although, I maintain that the best way that you could do Batman is give Batman a 10-episode se- uh, series on HBO and just do seasons of the villain and just do it that way that's a way better way to do batman because he doesn't need super high budget you're never gonna be able to sell me on
1: batman having another spin-off adaptation there's so much batman dude
0: but just no but instead of doing movies just do batman on hbo just do like a really good batman series i don't understand why they haven't done that they only do it because
2: they're up against the mcu Which is proving that you don't need
0: to be. They could just be on HBO Max. I mean, look at how good The Mandalorian is. Tell tell me that they couldn't just do a show like that with Batman. I mean, it is Batman, but with Star Wars universe, it's
2: just Batman. Speaking of The Mandalorian, if I can tangent real quick, did you guys see hear the news about Gina Carano?
0: Mm, No, I watched the trailer
2: today. Wonder Woman. Yeah, so Gina Carano apparently was seen or heard in some ways making fun of a, a trans person. and people are now just demanding that she gets cut from the show
1: from mandalorian yeah wow i mean uh, hmm. interesting
0: uh we'll see because that's that series is supposed to release in like what like a month like it's october right not even a month like a couple weeks right so um interesting well that's unfortunate. I hadn't heard that, so I'm not going to speak on it, but that's, I hope that's not true because uh, I like that show a lot, and I thought she actually did a really good job in it, and uh, I've actually kind of always been pulling for her for some reason. I don't think she's a very good actress, but I like I want her to be in more things. Because she got One slided on her Wonder Woman role? Is that why? Yeah, she should have been Wonder Woman.
2: Put her as Big Barda
0: that would be great. She could be big Barda. I'm not going to get into who big Barda is for those who don't know. Just look it up on Google. Um, let's talk about quickly uh, some honorable mentions of shows that are movies or adaptations that have been bad and deserve a better adaptation. I already said Batman, Brian, what's your number one
1: that, that have been bad and deserve adaptations. It's Aragon dude.
0: Yeah. It's Aragon, Aragon and Artemis Fowl. I put it up there. Like it's, artemis Fowl was so important to me growing up i loved it and then that adaptation yeah, we got but, was so bad but
1: the adaptation we got was like two months ago versus aragon where i was like 16 and it is time
0: yeah it is it like is we can talk for about artemis Fowl in a
1: decade right now is the time of aragon to get a much better effort i
2: speaking mean speaking so of which
0: christopher Paolini has a new sci-fi book that's supposed to be releasing yeah. soon
1: does he yeah
2: he does, he does yeah. Reddit AMAs every now and then. If you guys find his Reddit account, he does uh, a lot of things. Um, um, I, so, I didn't know that. I mean, the guy's only like
1: I, 21 now, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's 36. Um,
1: How do you know that off the top of your head? That is I literally creepy. just pulled him up. <laughs> What's his address, Tyler? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, no, he's got a new sci fi called To Sleep in a Sea of Stars that I think I'm going to buy. Awesome. It released, oh, it released yesterday. And it's got an eight out of ten on Goodreads right now. I mean, it just released yesterday, so. Right,
1: but here's the thing with the original Aragon books. I like, I loved them. I crushed through them, and then I saw the uh, the write up where someone wrote that vague summary of the storyline, and they were like, "Cool, now am I talking about Aragon or am I talking about Star Wars?" And I had no idea which one they were talking about because it is oh, literally it is a knockoff star wars <laughs> it's, it's a knockoff of star it's wars it's literally so, plot for plot point yeah. for plot
0: point for plot point the first star wars movie. it
1: is so much of a knockoff it doesn't take away from my enjoyment I books but it,
0: but star wars is just i mean a new hope is literally just the the hidden fortress by akira kurosawa and it's based off exactly based off of joseph campbell's hero's journey i mean i'm not saying anything new but like watch
1: framework i get it
0: literally watch a hidden fortress it has like literally like shots like the exact same shot Chris, i mean george lucas just took like the camera is just like yep just frame it exactly like that on the on the screen and just do it like that and it's just yeah like he he ripped off someone else like star wars wasn't anything new and it didn't change the fact that like christopher paolini still had to like write all that dialogue and do those character moments that were that still work really good. You know what I mean? Like he still had to do the writing and make it interesting. For, right? Like,
2: for for my two, if I can if I can jump back on topic, and I completely agree with you, but um uh the my two biggest ones are ones that are already being redone, which is part of the reason why I didn't want to talk about the redo thing. First is uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. I'm still waiting for M Night to commit Subuku for that one. Um, <laughs> if, if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen the Avatar: The Last Airbender movie, you're good. You're one of the lucky ones. I literally,
0: um, after I finished the series, I just went through and like so- on YouTube watched all the moments of. Of bending from the
2: movie. So and was just bad. like, what is it's this? It's so fucking, fucking inexcusable. It's so, it's so bad, dude. I've seen shot for shots where they'll be like, oh, this is Avatar. This is Katara's fight scene with her master in the show versus here's her fight scene with her master in the movie. And one of them's like 30 seconds long and the other one's like three minutes. And it's like, God damn it! fuck you. Fuck you. Have nice Shyamalan, you, piece of shit. Anyway, actually,
0: um, and he fucked up Glass too. God damn it, dude.
2: People people, guys to stop um, giving need, him movies. You know what? We need into, to just
1: get it all out in one episode of Releasing Aggression where we just talk about <laughs> all the, things the that us off.
2: pop culture
1: stuff that just was
2: horrible. The, the, the second one that I, that I wanted to talk about was Percy Jackson, but they're getting their own TV show, so I'm not yeah, mad about that. Which I'm
1: actually
0: excited about because I did to uh, read those Bring books Alex
2: so. Dodario back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh i forgot what i was gonna say for oh the one the the show the movie that i wanted to uh remake would be fantastic four uh we've did we get like a half decent representation with the uh like i I thought that casting was good for the first two movies but the josh trank film had so much hype going into it, it such a good cast and then just shit the bed (laughs) so hard
0: I honestly, that's like a Snyder Cut thing. I really do feel this I, way because I can't there tell are you how
2: much I want to see a Trank cat. I can't, I, I want to see it. Moments, more so than the cut.
0: There are moments of this, of the Josh Trank movie that are really, really, really good like, really good. And I think that there is something interesting there, but he they took it from him because yeah. he, uh, uh, by all accounts, was being like a total asshole on set, so they should have because he was, I don't think he could handle the pressure of what was going on, but I think that he had a really interesting idea, and they took it from him, and I think that he could have done something with it, but he just didn't, and yeah, that's unfortunate. I don't know if you can do a good Fantastic Four movie. I thought, you know, real quick, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman, but I really thought that that, that Black, Panther th- Black Panther 2 would have been a really great way to bring the Fantastic Four in because that's how Black Panther first shows up in the comics is the Fantastic Four go to find I think Dr. Doom and they end up in Wakanda on accident and find out you know and then they, they get ambushed by the Black Panther who takes out all four of them you know and that's how they introduce the Black Panther and I thought that that would be a really cool thing for them to do is to introduce the Fantastic Four in sort of the same way um I don't know and now I don't know what they're going to do but yeah anyway let's wrap this up I do agree Uh, we'll do a next episode Brian um, why don't you tell us what we're going to be talking about next week do you have an idea of what
1: you want to talk about how do you guys feel about the uh, picking stuff that we're not happy with (laughs) I'm I'm dead serious I'm dead serious we get it (laughs) out in one episode and then we just let it go yeah, yeah, and
0: then we talk about it every episode from here until we stop talking. <laughs> yeah, about I can't, yeah, I, I remember something Thrones else cold, that pissed still, me off. I out. feel
1: like there needs to be an episode where I can talk about it because yeah. I feel really impressed. Okay.
0: Biggest pop culture letdowns, is So you sure to call it that. that yeah, good? and half the
1: episode is going to be me picking holes in the Game of Thrones storyline. Or like in the last <laughs> three episodes or whatever. But uh, yeah, we're going to be talking, uh, you know, Game of Thrones uh, in that disaster of the last season. Uh, we're going to be talking... The Hobbit the trilogy Jedi. was an absolute nightmare. Tyler can jump into some Star Wars. Um, you know, absolutely. I feel like there's a lot to go on here. Aragon might resurface because... I'm 16-year-old Brian still ain't happy about that. Uh,
0: I rewatched that movie like last year. It was just like I, I don't know. I rewatched that and then rewatched all 3 Hobbit movies in like a 2-day period for no reason. No way. I I wanted, for you no wanted way. to torture me. I don't know yourself. why I did that to myself. Take <laughs> my <laughs> eyes. Take yeah. my eyes. I was really no upset, shot. I think. I so, think I was just trying to feel something. I will challenge you guys
1: <laughs> to also uh, do a little research and find ones that uh, might not be readily apparent like the ones I just named. Uh, I, w- I will do the same uh, but bring something yes. that might might even be uh, kind of a, a uh, minority opinion on on one where maybe most pop culture is okay with it but for some reason you thought it was uh, terrible. Can we do like shows that everybody loves that I think are bad? Absolutely. I can think of
0: one major one.
1: If you say anything with Tom Cruise in it, I just don't want to talk to you anymore. No, I was going to say something with Walter White in it. <clears throat> It's a little hint. You're going next week. Yeah. We can talk Breaking Bad. That's fine. I'll be arguing the other side of that, though. I haven't made it past the fifth episode yet. Oh, I'll be arguing. uh, It'll be me in the the silent masses fighting against the two of you on that one. All right.
0: All right. Let's wrap this up. Let's go.
1: Brian, it's your bedtime. It's about (laughs) 8:10.
0: Brian needs to go to sleep. Um, all right thanks for listening anybody who actually is brave enough to listen uh we are on twitter and instagram though there's nothing on there as of this recording work in uh, progress at clever kids pod uh on both um can't believe that wasn't taken I don't know if clever kids means something bad. I, don't
1: know. <laughs> I googled it a couple times to be like, why did anyone take this idea? It seems it's seems like, like naming a, a child girl. you need to make sure you're not coming up with something that's going to get made fun <laughs> of for the rest of eternity. Is
0: this like a Hitler's kind
1: of thing? Like, well, did I not clever mean about... something in Spanish that I'm not aware of? Yeah, exactly. I don't know.
0: Maybe we've made a mess for ourselves. But anyway, find us there, Brian. Do you have anywhere
1: else people might find you? Um. You know nothing public. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm Maybe pretty bad like social media, a
0: but podcast that you're on or something.
1: As we start to gain, oh, uh, yeah. So I, I'm I'm on a, a the redraft podcast. Uh, if we have anyone here that's uh, the unusual one like me that can uh, hold their own in a conversation like this, but also like sports. Um, I'm in a redraft uh, fantasy football podcast uh, with my close friends Mark and Mason. Um, you can find us at uh, Redraft Podcast. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but that one, again, is a complete twist and, and segue from this and is football. So
0: That's totally fine. I think that there are a lot of people who like this kind of stuff and like fantasy football. But you know what? I had an idea this week that it would be cool to do um, a sports movies and TV show episode with Mark and Mason, maybe like crossover episode. Yeah, Mason. Them on
1: Mason was over one night where we had Jeff over, and we all started talking Avatar like crazy. He didn't know that there was a Legend of Korra series. Yeah. He was like, "I literally oh, just canceled my the, Netflix subscription and Charmander? I might go get it to go yeah, get Korra." He, he, said, he didn't know it.
2: Mason said that he watches all like cartoons. And I was just like, "Yeah, does it's like anime." He's like, "I like that's anime. anime." Mason like,
0: blows my mind in some things. Yeah, but he he's, like, he's, he's into exhausted. some stuff that I was like, "What? You're an enigma." But then he also had never seen the Prestige somehow. <laughs> That's shocking. That? <laughs> That's shocking. Yeah, we were like, "What? How did you miss that?" <laughs> yeah.
2: So I'm I'm sure that anyway, we could we could find some creative cool. way to do a uh, crossover.
0: Jeff, what about you? What do you got going on? Uh, Anything? nothing. Anywhere I, people no. can find you? You want Not, people to follow uh, you on Instagram and?
2: Uh, sure. Follow me at Jeff Perry 8 uh on Instagram.
0: And uh, you can I don't, find I don't me don't in. Post oh, very frequently.
2: I don't. I don't post very frequently, so it's not going to be a fun follow. But
0: cool. Does one of you guys want to take over the Twitter or Instagram? We can talk on this outside of this. But <laughs> um, no pressure. Uh, but anyway. And you can find me in the streets. Being uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't have social media. Man, I'm really bad at this. We're not good at this ending things. I'm, it's for now, thing. I'm just gonna it's plug thing my no thing, listening. and then Brian, you can say follow me on my sports. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Podcasting. You can't
1: find me anywhere. I'll talk to you next week.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm not on the internet. I hate you. Bye. Yeah, you get what you need <laughs> All right. Here. All right. Cool. Well, that was good, guys. I'm gonna end my recording. Um. So. <laughs>